ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where John talks more about stationery. Still? Uh, I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Wombat. That's me! How's it going, Wombat? I will never be quiet before you announce me. It, it I won't happen. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I, I realized a few episodes ago that that's really what you want from me. I did. But <laughs> I'm incapable. Gotcha. I see. Yeah. I see. All right, well, I guess I'll just have to learn to live with it. I won't. <laughs> uh, Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? Uh, that uh, baby shower I told you about happened yesterday, and that was exhausting, okay. but fun. I was placed in charge of the music, which was interesting, because the, uh, the woman of the hour ha- gave me a playlist of the songs she likes, but she forgot to remove all of her really, really raunchy songs, and I didn't know most of the songs, so I ended up just grabbing a few at random. Basically, like, I was like, hmm, well, Chris Brown abused Rihanna, so I'm not gonna take any Chris Brown songs. Um, and then I applied yeah. that across all of the artists that were there, and and then I took art- fucking random songs from those people who I either knew weren't fucking awful, or yeah. I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, like, just before people started arriving... The song comes on, and she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, is there something wrong? And she's like, this song is really raunchy. So should I skip it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unfortunate. And she's like, "Oh, I I didn't remove all of the raunchy songs from what uh, from the list I gave you." Okay, thanks for that. You think it was the the same album she had made for her bachelorette party? <laughs> I mean, she's not married. Okay, well, yeah. You know. This is uh, one of those pregnancies that wasn't meant to happen, but it did. So uh, here we are. Gotcha. Yep. And you live in Texas, so, uh, that's just how it is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, what about you, John? What's your glowing weak point? <laughs> Very <laughs> enunciated there. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, finished my Christmas shopping. All of it. Oh, that's it's early. All done. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not even December yet. It's all done. And it's all wrapped. Oh, this is real early. Is something happening? Yeah. Should I be worried no, for I... you? <laughs> no. Uh, I just... We had already gotten some of it done, and uh, we were just out and about, and we were, like, right next to a Target, and we went in, because we are like, hey, we're right next to a Target. Let's go in and see what's up, and... Got most of the, the things for, the, like, little nieces and nephews there. And then we were going to be um, 
we're going to be, like, a lot further north than we normally are, and there's this awesome hobby store um, near us. It's it's not related to uh, Michael's or Hobby Lobby or Joanne's or anything. It's a, it's a private establishment, but it is a giant shop that's got, like, model trains and... They've they've got a wing designated to uh, both purchasing and or building your own RC car, plane, or boat. Like, <laughs> like this 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 place is legit. Okay. Um, I like an RC boat. Uh, RC boats are fun. Yeah, and they they've got like. 10 plus different models you can purchase right off the shelf or all the parts to build one. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of things. Um, they've got a wing devoted to, uh, Warhammer and the games that are like Warhammer. Um, we don't need to know their names because Warhammer is the one that matters. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, really, the two that exist are Warhammer and whatever the Star Wars one is. Yeah, which uh, we can't even remember what it's called, so... No, no. And it, it doesn't matter, because you, you don't even say, hey, I play blah blah blah, whatever the name of it is. You just say, hey, I play Star Wars Warhammer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and everyone understands. Whereas when you say, I, wear, wear, I play blah blah blah, nobody knows what the heck you're talking about. Right. Um... Also, d- don't get into Warhammer. N- nobody should get into that. Uh, you, there are better things in the world to spend your money on. Um, it's and you will it, lose it, your life. You you will lose all of your free time and all of your money. Yeah. Um, you will become yeah, obsessed with painting figures. It's weird. Yeah, and uh, they're not cheap either. No, and you don't need just like one set. You need. Uh, four thousand sets. Uh huh. So, and, and then yeah. that's even before you get into the expanded universe shit. You'll be playing the video games, even though every single one of them is bad. Like, it's really. I hear, I hear good things about some of them. There was uh, one that came out like a year or so ago, like Bounty Hunter or some shit. Um, I heard was pretty good. Didn't Vermintide two come out recently? Something like that. I think. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's a Warhammer game. Okay. There's there's a lot. Like it's a very expanded universe. Um, but yeah, no, don't don't get into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is not a. a uh, and then there's all the books. Thing of like. Then there's all the oh, just God. novels. <laughs> there's there's hundreds of them. <laughs> um, this is not coming from someone who has delved into it because I myself am smart and follow my own advice and have not gotten into it because I recognize the fact that it is not a cheap hobby. It's like playing Magic the Gathering. Instead, he dived face first into a cheaper hobby, which is playing Destiny 2 all day. Yeah, dude, I have not played Destiny 2. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look it up as I'm talking. Um... <laughs> But, like, so it's it's got, like, all sorts of, um, like, Gundam models and stuff that you can make. And and then for, like, the older people, you can do, like, uh, paint your, or paint and build your own planes and cars. And Why you gotta be old to paint stuff. a car? 
Why you gotta be young to paint a Gundam? Gundam's like 40 years oh, old. I, didn't, I, I did not say you had to be young to paint a Gundam. <laughs> I just didn't say you had to be old. Um, yeah, like, and all of that's my stuff. Like, I, I, I got a, um, the original term for them is a book nook, but they don't, it's, it's got a new term now that I can't recall. A nook book? Uh, basically, no, a, it's like a miniature, like a, like a model that you build that looks like a book and fits into your shelf. And usually it's like a alleyway or something or you know uh, like a diagon alley sort of thing um where you look into it 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 fits on your bookshelf next to all your books and it looks like it just kind of disappears around the corner and there's like a small world living there um yeah that's cool Uh, so yes and i had been it the concept came out five or six years ago and then it really got popular like three or four years ago and i really wanted to get into it and that's when i first started doing miniatures and models and stuff and i got one and i made it not not a book nook just a miniature in general i wanted because there weren't kits if you wanted to make a book nook you had to do it by scratch so i got a kit for a model a miniature set and you know folded all these tiny little books together that actually have pages you can flip through it was insane um and i i finished that was like oh man this is great now i i have gained the skills it required to do a, a book nook and i just never had time um they have uh kits now for them so i've i, I picked up a kit a month or so ago and it finally got here it was supposed to show up uh, sometime between, like, November 1st and January something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it got here. It's and finally it here. out of time. Yeah. So I've been, been working on that, and I, I like, I like miniatures. Um, but while we were there, we were like, this would be perfect for so-and-so. Let's get that. And, oh man, this other thing is, like, right up their alley. Let's get... All right, we've got one person left. What are we getting them? <laughs> so like, it's it's got things for everyone. Um, okay, it's got a whole board game section. It's nice. Nice, love board oh, games. Nice. Love board games. Board games are great. Um, yeah, just yeah. Smother I, I me in board I finished, games. Yeah, I finished my uh, my Christmas shopping. So. Okay. That's cool. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we should uh, move on to the the main thing. I suppose so. It's news this week. Is the news. Yep. Um, Talking about the news. There's not much going on, really. No, it's it's relatively slow. Well, I mean, (laughs) outside of gaming, there's a lot of fun things we could talk about. Like uh, the fact that Elon Musk has fucking destroyed twitter oh yeah let's talk about that for a minute oh my god twitter was bad to begin with but uh man he has wrecked it and i have loved every second of it elon musk took over and within a day chaos reigned i saw i saw a verified nintendo of america account 
sheer an image <laughs> of Mario flipping the audience off. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. For yeah, a while, so Doja Cat's name was locked as Christmas. <laughs> Just yeah, she could then, not change her name. <laughs> yeah, and then then she they allowed her to change her name, so she changed it to Elon Musk. Oh no, that um, was that was fake. That was fake. Oh, that was fake. That okay. was fake. She changed her name to Fart. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh... The, um, I saw a verified Joe Biden <laughs> account say that he was rubbing his dick in the Oval Office. Uh, and that's that's not even talking about the... So, d- to give some context in case somehow you are living under the biggest rock in the world. Because, like, I'm not even on Twitter. Like, I technically have a Twitter account. I haven't used it in so long. I'm not on Twitter anymore either. You're Yeah, you're not on... So, like, we're not even on Twitter. But still, it's like... It's all the news. So, in case you've been living under the the biggest rock, um, Elon Musk purchased Twitter finally, um, and uh, immediately fired like half the company uh, without cause, and another quarter uh, of them quit. Yeah. Uh, the The fun part about the uh, firing bit is that a lot of them had uh, things in their contract saying that if they were fired, then they get lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Fun so, severance packages. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe you should have read that before you did it. Oh, and then like three days later, asked half of them to come back. Um, which, which they I'm don't want sure to. None of them did. Yeah, none <laughs> of them did. Because um, also he's ending work from home because, you know, he's a capitalist piece of shit and they really love having people in offices. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, he made it so that the little blue verified check mark next to your name, which, uh, has been a, a source of desire for, uh, basically the entire time it's existed. I mean, I think uh, most people he, see it as a, a source of ridicule, but yeah. Yeah, well. It's fun to make fun of the stupid blue checks on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it is when it's actually used correctly, like for, like, like when Joe Biden has a check mark next to his name, so you know that this isn't some schmuck who or says they're Joe Biden. Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, then, yeah, the, then it, it, it really does help, but it's kind of random who gets it and who doesn't. Um... Like, like, no-name people in the world of indie wrestling can get a blue check mark. Yeah. Or could. But, but... B- because yeah. now... Well, not now, but <laughs> for a couple of days, anybody could get a blue check mark. Because Elon for Musk's it. big idea for Twitter when he bought it was to make it so that you just paid $8 and you were verified no, no, no. on on Twitter. You you pay twenty dollars. Scratch that eight dollars. <laughs> oh, did it start at twenty? Yeah. His, well, nobody ever paid twenty for it. Um, but because why he would announced you? it as he announced it as twenty dollars, and immediately some big name people were like, "Yo, that's, that's dumb uh, as fuck. Wait, that's way too much." And he was like, "All right, how does eight dollars do?" Like, I, I mean. It's, this is a stupid idea. It's like, sure, you whatever. shouldn't be charging for it at all. 
Um, Twitter wasn't and, good uh, with the verified check marks, but at least it made sense before. Now it's just yeah. who the fuck ever, whoever. Yep. And uh, you can change your name or make a new account with a, a fun name and spend eight dollars for that. And you can even change your handle. A, yeah, there have been lots of of other Elon Musk's running around. Or, uh-huh. you know, Joe Biden, Nintendo of America. Or my favorite ones are the uh, big name businesses like uh, Chiquita tweeting out that uh, they have now taken over the government of Brazil. And uh, <laughs> then then Chiquita official tweeting out again, a, a different Chiquita tweeting out that, uh, no, they actually have not. This is fake. They haven't taken over a country in like 20 years. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's honest. Cause I saw I saw at Elon underscore Musk send out a uh, desperate plea for Grimes to love him again. <laughs> oh, there's a um a Melania Trump uh, tweeting out that she's getting a divorce and that his penis actually is very small, <laughs> um, just like his hands, just like his hands. <laughs> Oh, Eli Lilly announced that insulin is free. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, because of that, their market share dropped by like 80%. Well, there's some debate about that because it also coincided with like a really bad quarterly report where they like weren't making nearly as much money as people were expecting them to. So it's unknown which one attributed more, but it is fun to say that this tweet uh, destroyed Eli Eli Lilly's stock. I mean, it was very soon after. Yeah, but it, um, like that same day was the release of the quarterly report. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, it's bounced back. Bounced back. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, all these fucking it, pharmaceutical it, companies need to go under. It it definitely deserves to go under. Making insulin that fucking expensive. Fucking making insulin cost at all. The guy who invented yeah. insulin intentionally did not patent it so that it wouldn't be used to fucking make money. Uh, he did patent it, but he sold it for a dollar because he didn't intend to make money off of it. Um, oh. If he if he hadn't patented it, it would actually have been slightly better because then anyone could do it without a patent. But also, technically... If he didn't patent it, then somebody else could. So it's eh. yeah, it sucks. Yeah, maybe we should just live in a world without patents. <laughs> just get rid of patent law. <laughs> this is my new hill. <laughs> I'm anti-patent law. <laughs> but yeah, to, so yeah, they um. Elon Elon ended that real quick. Yeah. He he t- he he took away the $8 paid check mark and now um it it's unknown if it will come back. They haven't officially like ended it ended it, but they they took it down and have said very little about it since. Yeah, and there's there's now a gray check mark that you can get um that is the the original system again 
that just says official. <laughs> because the, because the blue to... check mark has been ruined by a single day of this eight dollar bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like the uh, the news lately that is just uh, all of these multi billion dollar companies just uh, floundering. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like like Amazon having to. Uh, how many people are they laying off? It's a lot of people are being. Oh, laid I off didn't know Amazon, Amazon was laying people off. Yeah, and and there's like, uh, like a lot of uh, like it's it's really dropped in market share. It, I think it lost over a billion dollars, or it's the first company to lose a billion or lose a trillion or something. Listen, Amazon's uh, in actual danger of like not being a company within five years. Yeah. And and a lot of that has to do with how they treat their employees because they have a super high turnover rate and they employ so many people that they've pretty much run through everybody who would ever want to work for Amazon. And you know, yeah. it takes a while for people to grow up <laughs> and and be ready to work. So there's yeah. There's just a very large lack in the job market of people who want to work for Amazon because they are either yeah. already have and have been burned, they currently are and are being burned, or they see all of this and they refuse to be burned. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... So Amazon's gonna Amazon. have to like change their shit up or or become dust. Yeah. Uh, so in it's it's like just over a year, I think. Um, all right. It's it's peak was in July of 2021 of 1.88 trillion, and it has lost over a trillion dollars in value since then. <laughs> and it's, it's barely more than a year. Like, like barely more than a year, and you have lost more than half of your value. I would like to know what the number was in 2019, because that might have been, like, an artificial COVID boost. Yeah, it might have. Uh, speaking of artificial COVID boosts, um, uh, Amazon's doing very... Or not Amazon, uh, Facebook's doing very poorly as well. Oh, yeah, that, he, but, that's on the list. <laughs> It is, um, mostly because, uh, <laughs> Zuckerfuck can't, um, get his head around the fact that nobody wants the metaverse. Right. And he refuses like, well, to accept that it's his own fault. Yeah. It, like, and, and not, not just, may, maybe it's, maybe there are people out there who want a metaverse, but they don't want this metaverse. Nobody wants this metaverse. Anybody who not says they want a metaverse... Companies. Anybody who says they want a metaverse has to then articulate to me why they want it. Explain yeah. it to me in words that make sense. Why you think a metaverse would be a good thing. I'll wait. Like, because I don't yeah. think they can. Like, Zuckerberg couldn't. Yeah. So, so who can? What what is it what is it gonna do for people other than just be um fucking dumbass looking zoom? <laughs> right? 
Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or budget fucking Sword Art Online. Like that—that's what they've got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Oh, uh, I don't want to really push past this much, but uh, I I do did look up. It has been twenty days since I have opened Destiny. <laughs> Uh, and I opened it to jump in and collect the free shit with game, uh, Prime Games, uh-huh. uh, that Prime Games give me, and it was probably another 20 days before then. Damn. It's been like 40 days since you played Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been well over a month. You're jonesing. I can feel it. I, I mean, I'd love to play, but I also, <laughs> I, I don't have time. I know. Life. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so uh, Zuckerfuck had uh, sent out a a notice that uh, eleven thousand more than eleven thousand employees are uh, getting canned. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about thirteen percent of the workforce, and uh, they uh, they're also, in addition, uh, selling off a lot of real estate. And there's a hiring freeze, and if you do go into work, uh, then you're you're gonna be desk sharing and yeah it's it's amazing and also yeah they have to pay all these people out the the people that they're firing oh yeah yeah here in the kotaku article fired staff will be receiving 16 weeks of base pay plus two extra (laughs) weeks pay for each year of employment plus all their remaining paid time off they and their families will also get health insurance for six months Three months of career support and immigration support. And that affects yeah. overseas employees as well. Yeah. So that's I'd love to get fired. That's four months of base pay plus two yep. two weeks for every year you worked there. Like Yep. And all your vacation time unused vacation time. And benefits. Yep. Like I don't know what they gained by firing these people. <laughs> don't don't worry. After four months, they'll they'll be off the um the list, and they can go on. I don't know. But like the yeah. he tried to blame COVID. Um, is the big thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's despite like, the fact that uh, COVID <laughs> increased their their uh, what was was like. Ten times better for them as a company than than it was bad for anyone else. Uh huh. Like they, it, the company grew under COVID. Oh no, no, no. Of- yeah, he knows that. He he can't deny that. So the argument here is that COVID growth was too good. They just did. They did way too well during COVID. And you know, we started we started just spending money left and right. And, and we were just doing so much new things. And then now, you know, COVID's over. It's not. But COVID's over. No. <laughs> and and we're, we're, we're not making as much money now. So uh, we don't have the money. And it's definitely not because I poured $13 billion into a metaverse that has no purpose. Yeah. Um, and... And oh, fifteen billion dollars, and and also I take home billions of dollars from the company every year, despite doing no actual work. Um, yep. 
when I read this, the thing that I was immediately reminded of was how when the um, the Wii U, when that came out, um, n- nobody liked it. Nobody under no. understood it, like what it no. was supposed to be or anything. It's and, really the worst mistake that Nintendo's ever made. Yeah, really just naming it the Wii U was the biggest mm-hmm. mistake. Because it's a good console, but nobody knew what to do with it. But regardless... Yeah. When Nintendo took a huge fucking stock drop because of that, uh, the president at the time, Satoru Iwata, instead of laying off a whole bunch of people at Nintendo and, you know, worsening an, an economic crisis and shit, um, yeah. he took a pay cut for himself. And... A whole bunch of other C-suite people took a pay cut for themselves, and yeah, and, following his uh, his <laughs> yeah movements, yeah, and, and they saved the money that the company needed to that way, and were able to hold on to most everybody until uh-huh. the company took an upturn again. Yep, and like Zuckerberg's a coward. Mark Zuckerberg is a filthy fucking coward who only loves money. Like, yep. Because he he couldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. He will not ever excise his own um, pay in order to protect the people below him. The people who he has accepted into his fucking company, he will not protect them. No, it's just not a thing that's seen over here. No. Uh, I, I've, I've never really heard of any Western CEO taking a pay cut. But, I've, I've, I mean, over here, the pay never goes down. Um, the, not every, for the CEOs. Year, not for CEOs, not for government employees. They just they just keep, you know, hey, let's, uh, it's the Senate. Let's all vote to raise our pay. Right, I feel like the Senate shouldn't get to vote on whether the Senate gets a pay increase. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we need to codify it into the Constitution with the what what yeah. government you pay is. You get five bucks, take it or leave it. No, I was actually... My idea has always been um, take the mean of whatever the, the, um, the wage is in your state and you get paid the mean wage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and that's it. If you want to be paid more, then you have to promote growth of wages inside your state. <laughs> I think you should be paid the median wage. Oh, that's what that's, that's what I'd be a whole lot lower. No, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I forgot yeah, that not, not the not the average, but the actual middle. Yeah. So the, sure, the there might be outliers of of people making millions of dollars a year, but when ninety percent of the country makes or ninety percent of your state makes seven twenty five, uh, you make seven twenty five. Right. Yeah, I did mean median. I just got it confused with mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, I think I think that's how that should work. And Zuckerberg yeah. should only be paid the median of what people in his company make. And no more stock options for you, Zuckerfuck. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of uh, companies doing really stupid things, um, like Twitter, like Twitter, uh, DeviantArt. <laughs> so this one was so, beautiful. First of all, I don't have a problem with AI art. I think that using AI is a, just another tool. It's it's akin to picking up a different brush and painting with it. Uh, it's just a different medium, and it's a different tool that, that artists can use. I don't like the fact that it is easily usable to steal other people's work. Um, and I don't and like that people making AI art will pretend like there's some kind of, like, creative geniuses. Yeah. But, like, you, it's good if you need to, if you need to get something done. Like, if you're in marketing and you want to put together, like, an ad campaign, um, using AI art could be a way of showing what you're trying to do without having to go out and initially pay somebody to do a mock-up. Right? Yeah. That's a really yeah. cool way we could be using AI art. Yeah, it's it it's great for, for like, even smaller companies doing, like, concept art because they don't have an artist. And just being able to, to put words into a thing and get out an idea. And then you can helpful. pitch that idea and then get money to pay a, a person to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, cause a, a major problem AI art has is that, uh, it doesn't look good a lot of the times. <laughs> hands. It's kind of, hands. Yeah, it's kind it's kind of freaky and it's, it, yeah. So, um, yeah, mi- mixed feelings on AI art already. Uh, I mean, like so many new tech shits, is, it has a, it has a use purpose, it does, uh-huh. but it gets abused outside of that, and it be- yeah. it ends up becoming a thing where it's like just get rid of the whole thing because nobody's using it in a good, healthy way. So uh, most of the users on DeviantArt uh, produce art the old-fashioned way, uh, yeah, with with pen to tablet or uh, old-fashioned canvas. Tablet. Well, one, yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of the joke. But, uh, I think you mean they, chisel into tablet. Ayo! Yeah. <laughs> Finger on dirt. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but, and, and they, for the, the vast majority of them, do not want AI art on there because. Lots they, of artists they, they hate want, AI art. Yeah, they, one, they think it's cheating, which, I mean. It is. Grow up. Like, like, but it is. But, I mean, it's. I mean, this is the same people that are like, "Hey, it's you're you're cheating." Uh, back in my day, I had to walk to school and you had to ride a bus. Like, those off. people, those um, people were always lying, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got to ride a bike. Um, they did uh, not, in but, fact, trudge eight miles through six feet of snow to get to the school. <laughs> uphill. Yeah. Both ways. They, they did not, in fact, do that. Um, so, uh, they did not, you know, the users do not want AI art on DeviantArt. And DeviantArt didn't just say, all right, you can have AI art on DeviantArt. They said... Hey, we are 
gonna go ahead and implement our own AI into the thing. So, We've made our own oh, AI art tool. Yeah, so everyone gets to use AI art on here. And, by the way, we've automatically opted in all your work, so we get access to every single one of your artworks and styles. Oh, but we're not actually telling you this like John is right now. Um, we not. just have done that for you, and you can find it out on your own. Yeah, <laughs> and if you do manage to find it out by going through uh, several back layers of looking at any of your things... Uh, then finding the mini game out... in the settings menu. Yeah, if you find the mini game in the settings <laughs> menu, ayo, uh, you can <laughs> you can you can fill out a form that'll take about ten days to hear back on of re- removing yourself from our uh, our AI share mm-hmm. for a single piece of artwork. Now they they have since made that better it is just a click box but you can't do it bulk so it's still bogus and it shouldn't be a thing to begin with you should opt into things yes not opt out of things and also Always. your user base said they didn't want this yeah <laughs> that's the big thing for me is it's like yeah you have people who already use your website and they don't want this thing. So, like, yeah. why are you doing this thing? You're not going to be drawing new people to DeviantArt. Like, no. If, no. If, if you're a person who wants to use DeviantArt, you are already using it. Yeah. So, and there's so many other fucking AI art systems. Like, this is late to the game. This is so late to the game. Dolly has... I've been seeing Dolly memes for fucking months. Like... Dude, I've used Dolly. I mean, like, (laughs) anyone can. It's it's accessible. You can just go out there and use it. Why... It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, art decisions... um, Pokemon. Oh, my God. Oh my god. John. John. Dunsparce. Dunsparce yeah. is this cute little, little white snake Pokemon, Tsuchinoko, um, that was introduced in, I think, Gold and Silver? Like. Yeah, it was, it was Gen 2. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was Gen 2, 1999. And yep. since 1999, People have been wanting Dunsparce to have an evolution. Now, I, I mean, like, like almost everything has an evolution at this point. Why, uh, why doesn't it? Hold so, on. Yeah, hold on. it makes sense. No, it, it's really big with Dunsparce because, like, there are some Pokemon where it's just like, this is a joke Pokemon, like Delibird. Delibird is a fucking ice bird Pokemon whose gimmick is that it has a, a move called Gift or Present. And it it does random damage or sometimes heals the enemy. Um, And it's stupid and nobody cares about it. And it's fine being the only Pokemon in its line. Um, and then yeah. there, and then there are like really good single stage Pokemon, like Torkoal. Torkoal is a big fire turtle, lots of defense. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a good Pokemon on its own. You can use a Torkoal. Dunsparce is a unique case 
because Dunsparce has an amazing move pool. It can use mm. most moves in the games. Like, oh, it's it's such a strong move pool, but its stats are garbage. <laughs> but it also has an an ability called Serene Grace, which makes moves that um. Like, if a move causes flinch, then it has a higher chance of flinching when Dunsparce uses it. That's a really good ability right there. Yeah, it's like, it's got the moldings of such a strong Pokemon, but it was trapped in this weak form with no evolution. And so, Dunsparce has been the main one that for years people have been like, when's the Dunsparce evolution? So many Pokemon have gotten new evolutions and shit, when does it happen for Dunsparce? And it finally did, and John, it is called the Dunsparce. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I I scrolled down through the article, and when they showed an image of it, I legit had to double back because I was like, isn't that just Dunsparce? No, 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 no. <laughs> they they just, uh, they, they gave it an extra body segment and an extra set of wings and an extra eye line and, and, and more mouth spikes. And, and an extra tail. Spikes. An extra tail spike. <laughs> they just, everything about the Pokemon except the eyes, they added one more of. <laughs> Yeah, but even with the eyes, they they increase... They they increase the lines in the eye. Oh, Dunsparce has one line, it gets two. Dunsparce has three Uh mouth mandibles, now it has three. Um, Dunsparce has two body segments, now it has three. Now it has three. (laughs) Oh, it's got its two wings? Oh, now it's got four wings. (laughs) It's, It's so good. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know who at Nintendo, or rather Game Freak, was like, listen, let's give them the Dunsparce evolution, but fuck with them. But that man is a hero. (laughs) Yep. I love the Dunsparce. (laughs) Oh... It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. <laughs> uh. Alright, well, <sighs> there's there's only bad news from here on out. Um, well, there's only one news article left. Uh, we didn't talk about this. Speaking of Pokemon... Yeah, that's the one. Uh, oh, okay. You, you clicked down here. So. Oh, I wasn't even all over there. I just clicked yeah, back to the yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, a, a police officer has been discharged from his Kansas sheriff's office uh, for attempted theft of Pokemon cards. Uh-huh. Which... <laughs> I mean, John... Really? John, I... <laughs> is, is this 2020 again? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like... Pokemon cards. It's, it's that that time's over. Move on. Four hundred dollars worth of Pokemon <laughs> cards. He took barcodes from home and was was like taping them over um, the barcodes at at the store 
So he he had like a, a barcode for a stapler or something, right? And he just yeah. he put it over yeah. the Pokemon barcode and <laughs> and a cashier noticed <laughs> because it's obvious yeah, ca- when you cut out a barcode and stick it onto something else. Called over the LPO and and he faked a uh, emergency call and hurriedly left. But y- you're a cop in uniform, d- 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 idiot. We're gonna find you. Was he in uniform? I didn't read that he was yes. in uniform. Yeah, he was in uniform. Oh, it does uh, say so... while in uniform. It does. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you think we're not gonna find you? Um, and he has he was uh, let go from the uh, the sheriff's department three days later, and uh, fortunately. The state of Kansas did uh, basically disbar him. They they revoked his license to be a a police officer, so he can no longer serve within the state of Kansas as a police officer. Which means expect him to see him see him in the LAPD next year. I wish, <laughs> I wish I could say that. <laughs> He's already reemployed by the state of Kansas in their no. corrections department. God, as a um, <laughs> yeah, uh huh, yeah. Um, he is. Uh, let me let me scroll down to see. He is in the DA's diversion program, so he's there to help you when you know you're a first offender to to help get you the uh, resources you need. Um, and basically a, um, uh, oh, shit. what a piece of shit. What do they do? Yeah. What a fucking it's, dick bag. It's, it's usually like a six month, um, time period where you, you program in which you, you just automatically plead guilty, but you, you go on and just perform community service and you, uh, if you're if you're doing drugs, then you you do rehab and stuff like that. It's designed to to keep people out of um, prisons uh, for first offenders. I feel like being uh, barred from enforcing the law in a state should include corrections. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I I also feel like you have been found guilty for a crime. You don't get to watch over the people who are... I mean, actually, most of the people he'd be looking over haven't even been found guilty of a crime. Yeah. Like, Um, they are better people than him. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I just think it's it's ridiculous that it's like, alright, we've got... um, We've got this person who we as the state of Kansas have found guilty of a crime. Right. Let's hire him. <laughs> like, like, the, can you imagine working at Walmart and stealing from Walmart, and then Walmart's like, we're firing you for, for, for you know, stealing from Walmart, and then immediately turning around and being like, hey, you, you want to work for LP? You want to work for, <laughs> you want to work at Sam's Club? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like are you... Actually insane. <laughs> um. But also, don't don't forget that he got off with a super light crime. 
Like they only yeah. they yeah. charged him with one count of unlawful acts involved in theft detection. When what he did was attempt sh- shoplifting. He was shoplifting. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's what he was doing. <laughs> yep. And and if somebody else say not in a police uniform had been shoplifting, would they have mm-hmm. gotten off with one count of unlawful acts involved in theft detection? No. Or would they have been you know, beaten over the head and arrested, or worse. Yeah, yeah. Like probably the just insane the the amount of shit that a police officer gets away with. Even if he was let go by the police, he's still being treated like a police officer in this situation. Yeah. Just I hate I hate the police. They suck so bad. They think they can get away with anything, as evidenced by this man shoplifting in uniform. William Knight. Anyways, on to our bad opinion piece hour, which we have two. Uh, We're we're actually going to just briefly touch on one and then move on to the real one. Yeah. Um, The the, the brief one is... uh, Game Rant, which in general is just a useless garbage website, uh, thinks that Overwatch 2 should ban the word diff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't understand. People, people because... are being mean to me. They keep using the word diff in order to say... Uh, I, I guess it's it's used for like saying somebody's bad at the game. So Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 thing, it, it, it's short for difference. To my knowledge. So it's it's things like uh uh kills diff. And and they'll just say that and it's designed it, it really just means hey, look at look at the difference in kills between you and I. Right. Uh I, I, I've killed you more times than you've killed anything. Like that that's that sort of thing. That thing um, that's existed in competitive game playing forever. Yeah, and <laughs> this is this is the, the stupid thing of like you ban the word diff then they're going to come up with something else. Right. Like, Diff is not bad. This is video games. No, Diff is tame. I've heard... Diff Diff is genuinely nice. Go on to Call of Duty and listen to what people on there say. Um, It's a lot of racial slurs. Yeah, mostly. (laughs) I was going to say, it's all things that we can't say here on a podcast. Right. Um... (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Game rant. Uh, thinks you should ban words. They just don't understand Good. gamer culture, like at all. No, they're called game also, rant, but they have no people who play games on their team. I guess. <laughs> also, I like the idea of a uh, First Amendment company trying to break the First Amendment. Like, like news is all about. Oh yeah, the First Amendment. it's it's heavily protected <laughs> by want, the First Amendment. And then you want to ban words, free speech, much? Huh? <laughs> Elon's right. gonna take you over. Even those words that we said we can't say, we technically can say. We just won't. Like they're not banned words. Yeah, because we don't. We don't, we don't go about banning words in this country. 
All right. Moving on from that uh, short little aside. Uh, you, you want to take this? I've introduced most of these. So. Yeah, th- this is our juicy. When when John showed me that other one, I said that we would only go over it if we had a juicier one to talk about instead. And oh man, oh man, did I get a juicy one today, John? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh boy. So, we're going back to Metro. Hey Metro, we love you. This Metro reader thinks that everyone needs to jump into the quote-unquote recent conversation around review scores and help Metacritic become useful, coming so dangerously close to the actual point. Yeah. So, so close. He's like right there. So... Just a step away. His argument... Now, first of all, this is not a recent argument. When he says there's been some very interesting debate recently, I can translate that for you into there's been a lot of the same debates we've been having for 20 years recently. Um, yeah. About the current state of video game reviews. Uh, now, real quick, a little history of video game reviews. Um, news websites... Uh, generally don't review video games. Like, the New York Times has movie reviewers, right? And album yeah. reviewers and shit. But they do not have video game reviewers at the New York Times. Like, that... So, it's it was mostly relegated to magazines in the 90s. That was where video game reviewing, like, really blew up. But... All of those magazines were fucking owned by video game companies. Yeah. Like, like Nintendo Power and shit. Like... Yeah. So the company was reviewing the games released on their own systems. So yeah. you were not going and, to and get they, they unbiased... Gave, they, they, they gave some poor reviews on the third-party games that came out on right. the console. Mario 2 was not about to be reviewed poorly. 10 out of 10. Link to the Past was not about to be reviewed poorly in Nintendo Power. To be fair, actually a 10 out of 10. Right. But, but like, that's, that's the history of video game reviews. It started in a place of bias, where bad reviews were rarely given, and only to third parties that you didn't have a close relationship with. Yeah. Because, like, if if a Square Enix game came out on a, on the SNES, it also was not going to get a bad review score. Like, no. in Nintendo Power. That wasn't going to happen. Because no. they had a strong uh-huh. connection back then. Yeah. So, so, when you're talking about, oh, everybody only gives 7 out of 10s, you have to understand where this started. Like, it started back then. This isn't a recent yeah. thing. This has been going on since video game reviews started. And <laughs> so it, his, his argument is that people are turning away from video game re- review scores. Not reviewing video games, but like giving a, a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 
5 out of 10 score. They're, they're moving away from that. Because most people see this bullshit with the scoring system in video game reviews. And they say, well, I just don't want to be a part of that. And they take scores down. And what that does is it also allows the um, the review itself to kind of stand on its own. Because a lot of the time what happens is they'll write out 800 words for this review. Or sometimes thousands of words for a review. And then people will just scroll down to the bottom and see, oh, it's an 8 out of 10. I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Whereas it... That tells you nothing about how the game might relate to you. No, games are highly personal, and there's lots of variations between 8 out of 10. And 8 out of 10 for for you is not. And I repeat, not (laughs) an 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Because we have very different tastes in games. Yeah, it's, it's not that your taste is bad... Okay, but uh, it's not <laughs> that my taste is good, which it is, uh, so much as it is that like our tastes are just different. So a game that I see as an 8 out of 10 really doesn't mean it's going to be an 8 out of 10 for me. It could be utter dog shit. Right. Like, a lot of the games you like get really nice scores, and it would not be played in this house. Yeah, I, it like, would not I, jive I, at I all. buy it. I would buy it and be bored, and it would be, like, a 1 out of 10. Um, so, like, <clears throat> half the games you bring up on the games you've played is are games that, like, absolutely not. I would hate to play that. RuneScape? Honestly, like, a 1 or a 2 out of 10 in my book. Um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake? That, that might be closer to a 4 or 5. Yeah, and it works. Both of those are are scored really, really well. Yeah, people love those games. I'm still playing Legends of Eidolon and still love the game, and you don't. I do not get along with it. No, and and honestly, uh, both uh, Kotaku and the others would probably rate both of those at like 8 plus if they gave numbers. Right. But they're they're not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what what this guy is saying is that all of these people who don't give scores need to start giving scores because the, the Metacritic is dominated by no name websites. Like the Metacritic is controlled; their scores are controlled by no name websites. Because yeah. better websites are moving away from scores. So, yeah. like, give games scores, guys. Save Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be safe. <laughs> like, like... It doesn't need to exist. It's not a valid argument because your premise of... The, the assumed premise here of Metacritic needs to be saved is not, is not true. <laughs> it's not a true premise. <laughs> Metacritic is a huge problem in the gaming industry, and it's been known about for forever. Really, all review aggregators are like this. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, the fucking movie a- ag- score aggregator, really bad. Like, 
review aggregators are terrible. Because all they do is they take arbitrary numbers that disparate people on the internet and in newspapers have put have put out and then they they congeal them into a single blob and then they find the magical number that averages everything out and they say this game is an 84 out of 100 and then obsidian doesn't get paid their bonuses by bethesda yeah <laughs> Yep. Like, like, there's no... There's no thought put into something like Metacritic. And it tells you less than the scores do. Like, the individual right. yeah. scores. Because at least when you see Polygon score on a game of 7 out of 10, you have the option to read through Polygon's review and see what they actually yeah. said. See if it's valid. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Whereas when you just go to Metacritic and see that 84 out of 100, it, it tells you nothing. And y there's there's so many steps between getting from there to where you can find the information you should be looking for. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> And it's, it's just a bummer that people think like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't have anything against people who still use scores if they, if they do. Like, that's yeah. fine. It, it's a choice. You can use scores if you want to. People use scores for all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. But, Demanding that people use scores in order to, I mean, game Metacritic. That's what this is. Let's game Metacritic by making sure people I think are good reviewers give scores. Um, yeah. It's just stupid, pointless shit, and it misses the point while getting so, so close. But... And also, like... It's funny too, because like you're you're right. They do think that that Polygon and Eurogamer and Kotaku are good reviewers, right? I mean, that's that's evidenced throughout this this article, which is debatable. It, correct, but if you think someone's a good reviewer, just follow just them. Look at their review. Yeah, yeah. Like th this this <laughs> you don't need to go look at Metacritic. You can just read the review. And in fact, what, what do you what do you care what crappy reviewers think? You should just look at the reviewer you like, and then you you'll find what you like. I'm, you know, there's there's people out there who uh, have the exact same tastes as I do with games, and if they listen to this podcast, they can hear my reviews of all the games I play and go, "Wow, he really only plays two games." Uh, but, but they'll be able to know that if they like the same types of games as I do, and I mention a game and say, hey, I really liked this game, they can also probably really like that game. Vice versa with you. At the same time, they can hear you talk about a game and be like, ah, he talked about RuneScape. I know not to try that game because I more follow what, what, uh, John thinks. Right. And that's, that's what you do. You find people that, I mean... 
it, it sounds weird because with everything else, you don't want to be in a bubble. But when it comes to completely subjective things that you like, be in the bubble. Yeah, find your bubble. Like, like, that's 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 what the the that's actually for. Like one of the um, reasons I followed the Jimquisition for so many years is because they and I agree on a whole bunch of things. Like the, they play a lot of the same kinds of games that I play, and, and so I, I'm able to look at what they are saying about certain games and be like, oh, okay, that's a game I'm willing to try out. And, and like, um, and, and even, you don't even have to stay in the bubble. Sometimes, um, like Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert, famous movie reviewer, reviewed movies for decades, still has a website up in his name reviewing movies. Yeah. Uh, he, he is the actual reason why two thumbs up is a phrase that people use at all. Yes. Like he, in, he invented the phrase, you get two thumbs up. Now, Roger Ebert had garbage taste in movies. Like, he he did not enjoy a lot of movies that are considered classics today. Like, but the way that he wrote about them, you could still get the idea of whether you would like the movie or not. Like, you you could still come away from his review being like, well, he didn't like it, but the way he talked about it, there's stuff in there that I might be into. And then you could go and watch that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yep. This that's how reviews are supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. But the the shit with with worrying about score aggregators, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. And the the last thing I want to mention for this is don't worry about companies. Yes. Don't. Don't. Never. Don't. <laughs> never worry about companies. Don't, don't. Don't worry about companies being like, oh no, what if company won't exist anymore? If it doesn't exist anymore, it's because it didn't need to exist. This this one I agree with. Let the free market decide. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I. I don't think that all companies that do exist should exist, but I think that all the companies that go out, for the most part, shouldn't exist. And I think that the free market decided that. With the exception of, like, small-town grocery stores, because Walmart did um, cheat with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, right. that was that. That was news. Game Facts! The facts about the burnout paradise. Oh, shit! Yeah. Burnout Paradise is an open-world racing game developed by Criterion Games and published by EA for PS3, Xbox 360, and Windows. I'm sure you blew out every bit of your audio there. Oh, let me let me look at the. Oh, it's it's a uh, it's real high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what limiters for. I can just use limiter on this episode. It'll be okay. Oh gosh. I don't always okay. use limiter, but sometimes I know to use limiter. Cool. You do you. <laughs>
<laughs> in Burnout Paradise, you drive around Paradise City. Is is that from the uh, Guns N' Roses song? Yes. It is? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was about to learn that, yes, they did tie themselves into the Paradise, into Guns N' Roses Paradise City. No. <laughs> Does it at least have that song on the soundtrack? Uh, almost certainly not. Damn! Missed opportunity. Competing in ver- in various types of races and showtime demolitions, as well as various online modes like cops and robbers, all while trying not to wrap your car around a light pole. Or maybe the reverse. Wrap a light pole around your car? <laughs> No. <laughs> Some people try not to wrap your car around a light pole. Other people try to wrap your car around a light pole. I call those people drunk. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Since I call them fans of Burnout. <laughs> Wait, is Burnout the one that has the mode where you just like see how badly you can wreck shit? I think we should keep reading and find out. Oh, okay. But also, yes. Okay. <laughs> I remember I remember playing that with other people at, like, um, daycare centers and shit. It was always so fun. Mm. Since it's an open world, you can initiate a race at any streetlight with a preset destination that you may choose to approach from any route. No hand-holding or wrong-way pop-ups. Just get there. <laughs> I, I approve of this. No hand-holding? Yeah, well, dude, so many racing games are like, here, you're going to get from this part of the city to this part of the city. And then they put up, like, roadblocks around every intersection so that you can just drive. All you do is until you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allow me to go off roads. Okay. (laughs) Allow me to to ramp onto other things and, and go whatever way it takes for me to get there. There might be an optimal route, but uh, let me go the way I want to go. Yeah, I I agree. In Showtime, which can be initiated at any point, you attempt to cause the biggest crash. Here it is. Gaining points for how much bouncing around you do and how how big a pileup you cause. The visual effects are quite impressive, with dynamic model compression and deformation. Yeah, I mean, you can get, like, yeah. you can get real good crashes going. I remember playing this. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, fucking 50 car pileups. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burnout Paradise is the last main game in the Burnout franchise, starting with Burnout in 2001 under Acclaim Entertainment. It was intended to be a fun, focused racing game rather than a realistic one, like Gran Turismo offered. Yeah, I'm not super into Gran Turismo. I tried playing Gran Turismo Sport, and it's just like... Yeah. It really wants to be like driving a car, and that's not yeah. what I want. <laughs> no, no. I, I, don't, I don't even want to drive a car, much less not being not going anywhere while i'm driving a car right i i've always kind of um that that's why i've always uh been more attracted to like need for speed yeah yeah Yeah. 
Crashing wasn't a focus in Burnout, but players liked the included physics so much that Burnout 2, Point of Impact, doubled down on that and introduced the series Crash Mode, which generally involves driving your car into specific pre-designed crash locations, like a highway or busy intersection. And I think Burnout 2 is what most of the people at my daycare centers were playing. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um... So it's a little bit different than Showtime because, like, the the crash mode was like there there is this place you can go to and do crashes. Yes. Whereas Showtime is you could just set that up wherever, like any intersection, you can just initiate crash mode and try and cause a big wreck. Which sounds a lot more fun, to be yeah. honest. Like, uh, yeah. cra- crash mode is already fun, but Showtime seems the like more fun. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I like it. I like this addition. I I want to play Burnout Paradise. (laughs) I wonder if we get a fucking Xbox Series X with Game Pass have it. Ooh. Ooh, maybe. That'd be cool. If we get one, that's something to look into. Yeah. Uh, Then Acclaim went bankrupt, unfortunate, and EA bought Criterion Games, and they released Burnout 3 Takedown. I remember liking... I don't remember. I'm not about to say that. I feel like I've liked games that had a claim on the box, but I can't remember any of them. Okay. Uh, They released Burnout 3 Takedown, which adopted a lot of elements from EA's SSX series, in this case having to fight through traffic while racing. It also introduced bonuses and boosts for ramming and crashing opponents' cars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is a good addition. I mean, if so much of your game is about ramming and crashing opponents' cars, uh, give consent uh, incentives for it. Yeah. Like, Bonuses are always in, fun. In general, give incentives for things you're going to be doing all the time. Yeah. After a few vehicular combat and mobile versions in Burnout Revenge, Legends, and Dominator. They switched the crash mode to Showtime for Burnout Paradise. A few years later, they'd release an original crash mode style game through the downloadable game Burnout Crash, which is crash mode only. Yep. It's pretty much just a little DLC game that's only crashing. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Two bucks? Five bucks? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that's basically what the this people like the series for, so... Yeah, give them a way sense. to just do that. Yeah. Yeah. We brought up SSX a couple facts ago, and it has more than just the one tie to Burnout. In Burnout Paradise, the announcer, DJ Atomica, which, what a fucking name. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I love. I, I'm in love with that name. Is yeah. voiced by the same voice actor who does commentary in SSX Three, and he mentions and references SSX several times in Burnout Paradise. So it's widely assumed they are the same character and that the universes are are connected, despite not being made by the same publishers. Mm-hmm. I mean that's fun. Yeah. I, I like joining 
universes yeah. together. I mean, I my my controversial opinion on media is that all media takes place in the same universe. All of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. Okay. If if New York gets nuked, it's just like that happened before or, or after all the other things that take place in New York. And if they say otherwise, then it's because the universe just looped back around to that same point, and then it happened differently. <laughs> I looked it up. It appears as though Burnout Crash is $5 on Xbox Marketplace. Acceptable. Yep. That's acceptable for just playing Crash Mode. That's fine. Yep. After Burnout 3 Takedown, around 90% of the developers at Criterion got moved to another studio to work on a different project they had been asking for. Only the actual best racing game ever made. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. These guys knew what they were doing. Damn right. Hot Pursuit. 1 and 2, both so good. Yeah, but... Both. I, I mean, absolute, like, like I, I wrote that, and it's, I mean, it's a lot of hyperbole right there. But I knew you would 100% agree yes. that Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is just the actual best racing game ever made. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Fucking hand me a PS2 with Hot Pursuit, and I will be happy for hours. Hours. Oh, yeah. Hours. <laughs> and it'll care... It, and then the next day, hand me the same thing again, and I'll still be happy for hours. Yeah. It's good. I got the fever of the who, yeah. I got the fever of the flavor of the who, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love those bad songs. God. <laughs> <laughs> The billboards in-game are actual advertisements, with advertising agencies actually paying for and supplying ads to go on them. For about a month when the game first came out, former President Barack Obama actually paid for campaign advertising in the game. John can't decide if this is really cool or a really dystopian nightmare. I'm gonna go... It's on the edge there. I'm gonna go with both. Yeah. like, (laughs) Like, it's cool that, like, it, it does actually have real advertising, and they switch it out and stuff. And, like, Barack Obama had an ad in a game. That's really cool, putting a Barack Obama ad in a game. But also, the concept of putting real-world ad- real advertisement inside of a video game is nightmarish. <laughs> yeah. No, it, within our current dystopian nightmare, it is cool. But that doesn't change the fact that we are in a dystopian nightmare. And it is playing into it. Okay. Yep. And that was just the facts. That was the facts. So, we we arrive at at an issue, a quandary, in fact. I did, I do have something we could talk about. I I do. Okay. It, okay. uh, I was thinking about it this whole time, and I, I came to something that I, I would like your opinion on. And th- this okay. can be like a five-minute conversation, and that's fine. Or it can stretch okay. out for a bit longer, and that's fine. 
Um, just games. Why? Why? Okay, so with movies, right? Movies. You can have movies yeah. that are about old people. Um, no country for yeah. old men comes to mind with like old Tommy Lee Jones being the not main but like central character of that film. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a whole bunch of movies like that. Like Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood's like super old as shit in that. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but video games don't really let you play as old people very often. No. No, they don't. And, and if they do, then it's always this like distinguished elderly gentleman. It's never an older woman, especially. I, I will say there is a a large segment of games that do allow you to play as an old person, but they're the types of games that allow you to play as anything because right. they've just got like age sliders and, and hair sliders, and yeah, boob sliders. And... But with games with like predetermined characters. But they yeah. they tend to shy away from playing as older people. And I, I what do you what do you think about that? Would you like to play more games that let you play as an older person, or do you think that there's a reason not to? Well, I mean, you you have to make the right sort of game. So in general, if you to just to to draw the comparison with, um. Uh, movies most of the time uh the movies feature young folks and you know like action movies They're, it's all a bunch of of young uh or middle-aged adults doing flips and running around real fast and stuff and generally uh yeah generally. you do have exceptions um, like the expendables was pretty much entirely um <laughs> Yeah. Older, like, stars from 30 years before. Yeah, but that that only can happen because they were stars 30 years ago. That's true. They, there's no way we can do, like, like 10 years from now, do, like, uh, very old Mario and very old uh, Snake and very old, like... I mean, old Snake Nathan is a thing, Drake. Uh, oh, yeah, true. But, like, very old <laughs> Nathan Drake... Nathan Drake and Mario to get like like you're never gonna get that. Um Oh my god, Smash Brothers but, sixty years later. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, a lot of them just dead. <laughs> Snakes over there, just a pile of dust. I well I, I like the idea of like like I don't know how long Pokemon live, but it can't be that long. So it's just like I assume indefinitely. <laughs> No, there's no way. I mean, there's a Pokemon graveyard, but it's never really... It's never confirmed yeah. how Pokemon die other than, like, accidents. Well, and, and what's the the one that wears its mother's skull? Oh, Cubone? Yeah, like, see, obviously there's death, because I, I don't think the mother grows a new skull. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I know for a fact she doesn't. Right, um, but... Uh, then they just become a ghost Pokemon, right? 
Like, yeah. <laughs> they just become yeah. a different Pokemon. My my favorite Pokemon actually, Frostlass, is a, a a ghost type, but she evolves if you use a stone on a pure ice type, Snowrunt. So I assume that the stone kills Snowrunt and Frostlass is birthed from the corpse. <laughs> okay. That's um, my headcanon with that. So, uh, just a lot of a lot of games are, in general, like action based. Yes, and and with that, it it just it becomes obvious that you're going to have a bunch of younger people because action games are similar, like parallel to action movies, and again, action movies all young people. I mean, that's that's what it is. Uh, there are some, like, story games that feature older people. Um, like, I think some of the newer ones with the, uh, the garbage French developer. Um, not Ubisoft, the other one. The uh, one who thinks Quantic that Dream. All, all women are whores. Yeah. Um, (laughs) if you remember anything about David Cage, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and his games are not for, for fags. Yeah. Um, God, what a piece of shit. Yeah, really. (laughs) I I, I mean, any, any chance I can like, especially bring up the fact that he says these things is, is important to me. Uh, I feel like one of those games features a, uh, or, or those types of games, because they're not the only people who make them, um, involve older people. Um, The Last of Us, I mean, Joel's pretty frickin' old in The, the Last of Us. And he's like 40-something. Like, yeah. he, he, he's not that old in, um, in The Last of Us. I guess that's fair. Doesn't he die in The Last of Us 2? He does. And at that yeah. point, I think he's like 50, maybe like 60, because Ellie's aged up at that point, so. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's that's some examples of... Okay, but you think it's pretty much just a, a, a symptom of, like, I... Hollywood shit, where generally you're just going I... to have younger people doing... Or not even Hollywood shit. It's just like younger people are more capable of doing action shit. Yeah, I I I feel like it's it's just because of the partly because of the medium and that you you need something that you can Relate interact to? with. Yeah, and 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 that that was the thing I was going to get to next, but uh, I'll I'll come back to that. It's just, you want your characters to be able to move around, limberly, jump, uh, etc. And um, and that's just not something that significantly elder people can really do. Um, you, I'm not even just saying, like, you know, you, sure you can't play a game where uh, people walk around with a, a cane or a walker. Um, I, I just mean in general, older people not as limber. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, then I was thinking of walkers and older people in games. Um, what's the game where you? It's like all about hacking. 
Um, that could be so many things. That could be Deus Ex Human Revolution. No, Watch Dogs. The new the oh, yeah. Watch Dogs game. Uh, you, you recruit all sorts of people from every walk of life, and one of the, the common ones you can do is grannies. And, uh... <coughs> and, of course, they're not the ones vaulting fences and stuff, but they have their own abilities that make them valuable. Um, which is true. Like, you don't expect old people to be out there working in factories. Sadly, they do, because of our uh, awful economy. Um, but they have their own values that make them useful in the world. Uh, but not as politicians. Actually, going um, back to earlier, you mentioned Ubisoft. Um, the I'm sorry. The main character... No, it's fine. It, it, we don't have to talk about the bullshit with them, but it, we acknowledge real quick, lots of bullshit with Ubisoft. But um, in Assassin's Creed 2, you play as this character named Ezio. And, like, the first segment is him as a kid, and then it, it moves into, like, him training, and he becomes a young adult. But by the end of the game, he's like... 40-something. Um, but then there's two more games with Ezio in them. And he's just, he's increasingly aging. And by the time of Revelations, you are playing this, like, 60, mid-60s-year-old man. Uh, yeah. Still jumping around, exploring tombs and shit. Which is very unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> but also cool! I mean, it felt cool to play as old Ezio. I will state... It is not unrealistic for 60-year-olds to be limber. It is unrealistic for 1300s 60-year-olds to exist. Oh, yes. Well, not exist. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, I, yeah. I started I, signing I off on that before you finished the sentence. <laughs> no, you just thought I was going to continue. Uh-uh. <laughs> They existed, but they wouldn't have been as healthy as Ezio appears in those games. Uh, the average life expectancy for males born between 1276 and 13 was just over 31 years. Those numbers are skewed by the amount of children who died. Uh, for those who reached age 20, it jumps to 45 years. That's good. And if you reached 30, living into your 50s becomes likely. 50s, not 60s. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, but... uh... So, like, primary issue is just, like, the, the types of games that are mostly out there that involve players are, like, characters, are action games. Yes. Um... And and with action, you need uh, a limberness that, in general, age doesn't uh, allow for. Um, the other main factor is who you're selling to. The relation. And, uh, again. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah the, you, you need to be able to relate to a, a character. And while I can absolutely add my, my balmy... Um, 29 uh can can relate to a 60 year old who has a bad back and who has trouble (laughs) getting up from the floor uh yeah i i can i can relate to that uh as a 15 year old not so much And, and most people who play games are younger yes 
Uh, the, not to discount the uh, very large percentage still yes. that are older, uh, but it's just, it's still focused on a younger generation. It's a young man's game. Yeah. I hate that you said that. <laughs> it was um, good. It was good. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a marketing thing. It's a it's a focus group thing of you know younger people play these games. Younger people can't necessarily relate to older people's problems or older people's abilities, and just go with what's going to make the thing the most fun. Because at the end of the day, that that is the the main focus of a game is to produce something that is fun. And I can tell you now, as someone who is merely in their upper 20s, lower 30s, getting up off the floor slowly and creakily is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Just get really high, then you don't need to get up off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Well, that was a good conversation. Yeah, it was. Like, I don't really All have right. an opinion one way or the other, but... No, and, and I mean, there's... It would be neat to see more older people in games. And, and the situations I have played games in that have older playable characters have always been fun. Like, it's always been enjoyable. Usually it's... it treated almost as though a status effect which is kind of weird but yeah like, we're not we're not here to talk about the uh the optics of doing it i will uh, say um, the-, the tales series almost always has one older person in the party and that's refreshing yeah i mean a lot of a lot of early final fantasy games did too yeah final fantasy 5 is really well known for that well, but Gareth. the the ones in four and five both died midway through the game, so yeah, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and it's never older women again. I would like to see more older women get to be badass in games. Watch Dogs, <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion. That you can have a whole army of grannies. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up today. It does. Uh, Next week, uh, we're going to play more games. Um, And this time... Oh, gosh, I have to pick something. Good or bad? Good. Good, okay, cool. (laughs) I remember what happened when I picked bad last time. Yeah, (laughs) it was was bad. bad. It was real bad. this time we're going to be playing Water Sort. Um, water so, Sort? Yeah. Oh, you've already grabbed it. I have. It's already up there. Um, yeah. So Water Sort's a fun little game that I've already played. Um, okay. <laughs> but, gosh, it's in ads everywhere, so uh, it made the list. Um, and... Uh, in part three? Yeah. Do you want to do your one-hit blunders again, or should I pick a topic? 
Let, well, if those are the options, let's do one hit blunders. Okay. All right. So if we're so we're we're gonna do one hit blunders again, and this time we're gonna do what, what Wombat suggested last week, which was the Dexies Midnight Runners album to Rye. The album with Come On Eileen. Yep. It's a which, it's a good album. I cannot think of from the uh, name of the, the title of the song, but when you hummed it last time, I got it. So we'll see what this is like. I didn't hum it. I badly sang it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, was, I was looking back with uh, rose-tinted glasses. You were wishing I had hummed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Um, yeah, uh, we will see y'all next time. It would be super helpful if you would share this with someone who is really old. Um, an old lady in, in particular. Yeah, um, old so. ladies. They're cool. Yeah. We love you, uh, grandmas out there. Shouts out to the, the nanas of the world. Or even if you're not a grandma. Like, uh-huh. You're still awesome. You Bye. do not have to have brought progeny into the world or to have had your progeny then once again bring progeny into the world. Because this is a pretty dystopian world and you know, don't, don't need to bring more people into it. But if you did, you're awesome. Yeah. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>